Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cats and Stats podcast, where we talk about the Florida Panthers and other things happening around the NHL. As always, I'm your host, John, joined by Joe. Hello. And Sarah. I refuse to apologize. (laughs) So, it's been a busy week. We missed Uh last week due to Uh uh, some real-life things happening. There was a dog adoption involved and some bonding and training and... Snaps and claps, folks. Snaps and claps. So, yeah, we missed a week, but we're here now, and oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh boy. We've got quite a lot to discuss. Uh, <laughs> so I figured we'll just hop in, uh, speed run the review, any percent. <laughs> uh, the week sucked. Barkov's yeah. the MVP. Yep. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Everyone else is on the shit list. <laughs> yeah. I, mean. I don't think there's much more to say than that. Uh, Except for Drieger. I don't feel like Drieger was to blame for a lot. I don't think either goalie was to blame no. for a lot. They were fine. Like, you're not like going to win. It ultimately when... didn't matter that the puck slipping through Bobrovsky leading to Tippett slamming it into his own net off of Gudis's clearing. It ultimately didn't matter, but still disappointing. My only thing with that is, in a sense, Tippett was trying to do the right thing. And I mean, I, it's just unfortunate. That's all it was. I think it was Martin trying to streak in, and Tippett just wanted to make sure he bought Gudis enough time to clear it, and I don't think Gudis saw him. And it just kind of worked out that way, and now Tippett hasn't played since. <laughs> <laughs> And now, yay! Endless latitude for the errors of the people who have experience. No latitude for the errors of anyone who has less experience. Yeah, it's it's rough. At least the homestand was good. <laughs> yeah, this I road trip we, not so much. I guess we missed the the good stuff, right? We had yeah. a six game winning streak. I mean, you know what? Guys, blame it on us. We had a six-game winning streak, and then we didn't record a podcast, and then they just just tanked. Oh, boy. Clearly, clearly this is on us. Makes sense. So do we want to... I mean, what do we have left? We have a Dallas game tomorrow at 8.30? Yep. Which I could have sworn it started at 8. I don't know if they changed the time. Uh, maybe. Well, it's listed at 8.30 now. And, yeah. Uh, Tampa Thursday at 7 and Saturday at 7 at Tampa both times. No day games, baby! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think unless we get rescheduled, no more day games. Oh, thank God. Yeah. That was the last one Saturday, so. Oh. Where am I? I'm no more Madden I swear, the team needs their beauty sleep, apparently, because if they can't sleep in, they do not perform. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Do They, they need that pregame nap, I guess. <laughs> Shit, I could use it sometimes just to watch the game. Like, okay, previewing, worst case scenario, this losing streak has to go three more games. Like, we don't lose against Columbus, right? <sighs> Depends on how we're playing at the end of a losing streak. Panthers, like, don't expect nice things to happen. But here's, that's the thing with this team, like, 
they're going to, if they win tomorrow, they're going to barely squeak out a victory, right? Because they can't just flat out beat opponents that are lesser than them. But then they're going to go into Tampa and they're going to win at least one of those games, like five to two or something. I, I feel like yes, but then they'll lose the other one, like five to two or something. Yes, so exactly. The point. Uh, point is we get two points instead of zero. <laughs> the point is they have to make us question things at all times. <laughs> we can't ever just be comfortable and be like, okay, we shouldn't be stressing out watching this game because they should just be able to go in and take care of business. But no, it's not that simple. Never that simple. And I mean, that's why we that's why we watched this team, and that's why we all became friends because we didn't want to be miserable alone. <laughs> they do the say point. misery loves company. Being sad in a group that's that's the way. <laughs> all right. Well, so. accurate uh, record prediction for this week. I say one and two. I'll say one, one, and one because it's more fun that way. By more fun, I mean more miserable. Boo, fence sitter, boo. Oh, I'm just going to go 0 oh, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> the losing streak continues. Okay. Which is worse? Saying 1, 1, and 1 or saying 0 oh, and 3? Which one is, is worse? It depends on how the 0 oh, and 3 comes to be. Rampant. Miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Rampant pessimism or rampant fence-sitting? Which, which one? Which mm. one do people hate more? At least the pessimism won't jab my ass trying to sit on it. You know, we, we say pessimism, but have you read Joe's late, late game recaps? Those are pretty... <laughs> 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 oh, boy. What's it like to re-experience it? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> do you re-watch the highlights while you're writing it, or do you just go off memory? Uh, I, I mean, watching the majority of the game helps because I just like try to either make a mental note or I'll try to write down something quick that something happened and just try to make a note of it so that I can refer back to it. Um, but actually, the Autobot postings from r slash hockey for the post game threads is really a nice tool to go back to because it'll list whenever penalties happen. It lists uh, every goal and it even leaves a video link to the goal itself. So it's actually a really good tool that I'm appreciative of because it makes writing a recap of pretty easy. So, I think now we just get into the uh, the juicy stuff. The um, reason we the reason we delayed the podcast for a day. Obviously, we want to talk about the Panthers' moves first. I'm assuming. I was just going to go in order. Well, I know, but I mean, like, we can touch upon the Panthers stuff first. That way, if people don't really care about the rest of the league stuff, we can get the Panthers stuff out of the way and then go through the other stuff. We're supposed to make them listen to the whole thing. We want to keep them on their toes. Get the suspense going. Like, oh my god, is, is the trade coming up soon? Yeah, I was going to say, they're allowed to deal with it, functionally. But it's also funny that you mentioned it, because we are, st I mean, either way, we're starting at a Panthers trade. 
because the, the starting oh, you point de you decided the arbitrary cutoff is uh, uh, Thursday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm starting with the blockbuster trade. I, I guess that uh, Kyle Palmieri being asked to shave off his face uh, just is not important enough for us to discuss. No, we need to talk about Vinny and Estroza for Brad Morrison. Ah, uh, yes. I'm not going back that far. That's why that's it's there. How dare you? <laughs> Vinny Hinnestroza for Brad Morris. That was almost two weeks ago. <laughs> almost two weeks ago. That was ten days ago. We missed it. We weren't here. I it's because it's unimportant. <laughs> look, look. He's gone. Are you ready? He, he can't I'm gonna, hurt us anymore. I'm going to sum up the trade. Hinnestroza's gone. Hurrah. <laughs> Bowman's getting the band back together. The end. <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> okay. Fine. We are moving on <laughs> to... No, wait, wait, wait. Joe, do you have anything important to say about this trade? The bad I, I want to make sure that we that we really don't uh, leave out any details here. Well, I mean, I feel like we forget to touch on Brad Morrison, which my only comment is going to be, who? <laughs> <laughs> That is fair. That is very reasonable. Yes, who is that man, in fact? And the uh -oh. answer is, nobody knows. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I came up with the idea the other night, Joe. I'll give everyone a sneak preview of what I have planned in the offseason. But oh, no. I'm, I'm going to compile... I'm going to go through every goal scored this year. And I'm just going to make a segment called, Who is that guy? And I'm going to make you guess what team this random person is on that he got an assist or a goal for. Just a name you might have never heard of. <laughs> uh, to love me. to be put on the spot that nobody's heard of I don't know any of the skaters who is that guy Mason Marchment what <laughs> that's not a real human uh, that is top line Mason Marchment <laughs> Christ well now we're getting ahead maybe, of our... maybe not anymore yeah so okay we'll start at the uh, Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak to the Islanders for AJ Greer Mason Jobs, a 2021 first and a 2022 conditional fourth round pick if that becomes a third round pick if they get to the Stanley Cup final. Well, did you say uh, Jobs instead of Jobst? He did. I wasn't uh, going to bring that up. <laughs> I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. I was going to say. Oh, no. Don't, don't worry. I will absolutely be butchering at least one of these names. It's fine. <laughs> That's fine. This trade, it feels pretty fair on both sides, I guess. I don't know that the Devils really had to retain that much salary. Like, I feel like they could have got an extra pick out of all that salary retention, but whatever. It's not it, like they're doing nice. anything with the cap space anyway. That's true. <laughs> like, yeah. It's reasonable for both sides. I don't think anyone hates it. I don't think anyone loves it. Uh, it's definitely not necessarily the player archetype that the Islanders needed because the whole point for them getting forwards is because Anders Lee is out and he's the shooting type. And I mean... Zajac shoots. He's just not good at it. <laughs> I think Zajac is good at shooting, but is, just doesn't do it very much. Oh, no. I'm thinking of Pavel Zaka. You're thinking of I'm Pavel thinking Zaka. of Zaka. Oh, boy. Um, Zajac, if you're listening, I apologize. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's not really a shooter. He's more of a playmaker. And, and as I said, Zajac, though he has a good shot, doesn't use it. I mean, maybe they just want Palmieri to set up Everly. Everly still has a shot. I guess, but like... This is just one of those moves where it's just like, all right, they made a move. 
they they did it <laughs> like it makes enough sense for both sides even if it's kind of a head scratcher just in terms of like it doesn't 100 percent fit need but then again how many guys who are like shoot first guys were really up on the trade block this uh this year uh yeah was supposedly on the trade block okay yeah but <laughs> st louis is now looking like they're gonna get that fourth playoff spot so yeah but they don't they... they don't like hoffman that's fair, but even so, I don't know if they really want to sell right now. We didn't like Hoffman except on the power play. Uh, we didn't like Hoffman on the power play. <laughs> no, we didn't like it because they only chose to go with Hoffman on the power play. They liked Hoffman. Hoffman on the power play was fine. It was the scheme that was only feed the puck to Hoffman that we didn't like. If if I had to hear Yandel to Hoffman, back to Yandel to Hoffman, fires <laughs> over the net one more time. I thought I'd go over it, man. I thought I was done. <laughs> All right, so now the trade center thought we were going to start at, which is... Cap clearing. Woo! Yeah, the Panthers acquire Lucas Walmart and Lucas Carlson, BOGO on the Lucas. The traveling Lucas. For Brett Connolly, Henrik Borgstrom signing rights, Riley Stillman, and a seventh, because that seventh was so important. Like, does, does that deal still happen without a seventh in there? I think so. Probably. Probably. Why? I mean, does, I don't uh... first on all of these, but uh, I could go first again on this one because I have thoughts. I mean, I bring them in, so whoever wants to take over can take over. I just have one question. Go. What's the plural of Lucas? Is it Lukai? Probably. That, that seems like <laughs> the most reasonable uh, answer to that. Yeah, I, yeah. The most <laughs> pluralization. Okay, go ahead, Sarah. Serious time. Uh, okay, let's be serious. I think Riley Stillman was an overpayment to Captain Fred Connolly. I agree. Because Walmart and Carlson are functionally useless. So the trade is basically, here's a prospect we're not using anymore. And a young defenseman and a seventh round pick. Please take Brett Connolly's aging corpse off of our hands. We say aging. He's a year older than me. He no. <laughs> he looks eighty, but he he's only a year older than me. He's I my know. sister's age. <laughs> no, like okay, you say he's an overpayment, but what you're not accounting for is this man was literally leeching the youth out of our team to stay somewhat young as he could. <laughs> like, you can't put a price on getting that away from your team. He was trying to space jam our team. <laughs> he did score today, by the way. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> well, of course he did. The second he goes to a new team, he's rejuvenated and revitalized by all the new uh, untainted energy that he has yet to uh, <laughs> consume vampirically. What is it? It's an energy vampire, actually, is the term for that, I believe. But, uh, yeah. Ultimately, if they really wanted, like, a young defenseman, surely you could throw in Nudavara or Noah Juleson or... I think like, Juleson's still hurt. I don't think it would have made a difference in the trade. Well, that's but... fair. But, like, Kevin Connaughton, we have so many useless... Plus, wait, didn't, didn't the Blackhawks wave Juleson? Isn't that who we got him from? Montreal. Oh, okay, never mind. You're right. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was Montreal. I was curious because Brett Connolly's at three goals now. He's only one behind Duclair on the 
Carolina Forestling, if you were thinking of Forestling as well. No, I wasn't thinking of Forestling. Forestling was a Blackhawk at one point. Forestling was a Blackhawk at one point, which is why I thought that might be what you were thinking of. All right, you know what, Joe? You convinced me. We'll go through the Panthers ones first. (laughs) I mean, there's only two more. Yeah, I know. So we'll we'll skip ahead, blah, blah, blah. Brandon Montour for a third. Sarah? (sighs) Thanks, I hate it. Joe, (laughs) you want (laughs) to? Yes. I mean, like, I know it's we, it's <laughs> it's really I I can't imagine the job is easy. At least with this trade, I will give Zito this that we know Brandon Montour is a rental. We know he's not going to be re-signed unless he like completely blows it out of the water and completely revamps his entire game. He's good. He's not re-signing here, so he's just defenseman depth that supposedly is better than. The depth we already have, apparently. And they felt pressured to bring in somebody to try to replace Ekblad, which you're not going to do. But, I mean, I get the pressure of wanting to do something. I just don't know if this was the something that was needed. It really was not. And I will tell you why. Brendan Montour has never been good at hockey or at least not at the NHL level. Obviously, he's good enough to have reached the NHL level, but that's kind of besides the point. And you can argue, oh, well, you know, his stats just look bad because Buffalo, but they didn't look very good in Anaheim either. And you could argue, oh, well, his stats look bad because coaching. And, I mean, again, they didn't look good in Anaheim either, and the coaching there was not, like, the worst coaching ever. It kind of was. <laughs> no, no, the coaching in Buffalo has been the worst coaching ever. <laughs> he, okay. I'm I'm willing to give it the benefit of the I, I, I need to see. Yeah, I, I do I, need to see. I'm going to be watching closely. I will. Yeah. But like... And, well. and like, I'm very critical of defensemen. Defensemen is my, defense is my favorite position in hockey. So I watch defensemen a lot, and I, I will be watching. I think he seems like a guy. Q will know what to do with him, and if Q can't whip him into shape, then then there is no hope for him. I'm going to say he seems like the guy that Q will absolutely not know what to do with, because the one argument that I think makes <clears throat> some amount of sense for Montour's poor uh, underlying stats is that actually he's basically a forward who has been misused at, as a defensive defenseman, because he's not a defensive defenseman. He's not very good at playing defense. He plays some offense, but if he's been stifled into not doing that, then that would be the one thing to explain his poor play and go, no, actually, he's maybe a little better than, than all of his entire career's underlying stats have led us to believe. So basically, either he's a terrible defenseman, or he's an offensive defenseman who does no defense. And either way, it's not really something we want on this team. Like, we already have a Keith Yandel to be an offensive defenseman. I know I was reading, he was talking about not liking not getting enough power play time on Buffalo. <laughs> we don't want, we have enough power play defensemen. Yandel we have on power no, play no. one, Forsling on power play two. We don't need any 3-2 uh, setups on the power play anymore. They, they liked the second. 
two defensemen on the second, just because I the penalty is going to expire, and just in case you need the transition. I don't care. Forwards <laughs> are allowed to pretend to be defensemen for five seconds while somebody changes. I would much rather have a 4-1 that would actually be good at power play stuff than a 3-2 where we're going, oh, we're trying not to get scored on after it expires. No, try and score on the power play. That's the point of a power play. What's the over-under that Montour plays top pairing with Uyghur right at the gate? Oh, I I 100% am am expecting that, and I hate it. No. I hate it so much I can't even speak. Not happening. He's he's going on the second pair. They're keeping Uyghur on the right side with Fizzling on the left. There's no way they're putting him right on the top here and putting Weaker back to the left. There's no reason. We'll see. Every reason, and it's called Q loves to make bizarre and baffling lineup decisions. We'll get. I, I want. I do want to get deeper into the lineup thoughts after. I guess the last trade. There are so many trades. No, well, after the last trade. Luckily, we only have one more to go through for yeah. us. <laughs> Which is. Oh, wait. Uh, Do we go right into this trade? Okay, sure. we'll go. Sure. Okay. Sam Bennett in a six for... Uh, Sam Bennett in a six for a second and Emil Heinemann. Don't know nothing about Emil Heinemann other than he was drafted I, last year. I, I was very low on him. He had a very, very lackluster year in the SHL and a very, very lackluster World Juniors. I don't think he was worth the second round pick, and there was other people I would have rather drafted in that spot than than him. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention in the Montour trade, at least the third was for this year, and at least this year it seems that the draft class is not going to be as good, so that third round pick is going to be less valuable. I'm going to stop you there, actually. I don't think that we can say with any real certainty how strong a draft class is in that sense until years later. We'll know now the whether, top end. yeah, just the high end. Is the top five a strong top five or a weak top five? Is the number one pick going to be a really strong top number one pick or is, or is he going to be pretty weak comparatively? And this is definitely a year where the top five is not as strong. And your number one pick could be any one of like five guys who are all about the same. So in that sense, it's going to be a weak draft. But I don't think we know how strong or weak the depth talent in this draft is going to be until, again, several years down the road when these guys are actually getting NHL time. That's fair. So yeah, I just looked it up. We picked him at number 43. At number 50 overall, Jan Kuznetsov went, and that's someone I really wanted from this draft that I'm remembering. Very large defenseman that I liked. But anyway. Hold up there, Dale. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to the Gabranson trade later. But look at this. 6-4, <laughs> oh, Each side. <laughs> That's a big boy. <laughs> so, to get into why this trade irks me a little the bit. Trade, you mean? The Bennett trade, yeah. Just checking. It's uh, the fact that he's an RFA and that there is supposedly... You think he's going to be around a while? Yeah, that Zito wants to extend him. Which, unless... 
I hate it. Which and that's un- why, unless he just for whatever reason just could not find his game in Calgary, it's it's gonna be fucking brutal. The guy is very undisciplined. He cannot stay out of the box for ticky tack penalties. And it just seems like he's going to be a player that's going to frustrate the hell out of us. Are you telling me PIM is not a good stat to have a high number? (laughs) Is that not points in matches? Have I been lying to? (laughs) It's it's not good if you don't do the punchy face. Oh, no, yeah, that this is why he went for about this. I saw a lot of people asking, like, oh, how did he get as much as Hall? It's because he's an RFA and there's some, like, retention there as mm-hmm. opposed to just a rental UFA. Well, I mean, Hall also, the no move and the big contract. Yeah. Clearly the Sabres didn't want to retain salary. They could avoid retaining salary, but I'm thinking they couldn't. No, because Taylor Hall... Wanted to go to a contender uh, and a place where he could conceivably get another fairly hefty contract or at least show himself off to get another It's annoying because in a normal trade deadline year, this Sam Bennett for a second round pick, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Like It wouldn't look that terrible. But the fact that Kevin Adams in Buffalo was not able to secure at least a first round pick for Taylor Hall makes a lot of these trades that were made look really good for the team selling in comparison. Yeah, just because Buffalo shit doesn't mean the rest of the teams are bad trades. And yeah, terms. it just but, sucks that it keeps getting compared to Taylor Hall being dealt when that should be an outlier. That shouldn't be the rule. That's definitely an exception. So I was worried because I know some people are like, Sam Bennett's a center. He's a winger. He's a winger. Yeah, he's not playing center. I was really worried that this trade was going to... They were doing it to push Lusterinen out of the lineup. Uh, they, they might, actually. I know. That would be very unfortunate. That's my fear in this, and I am probably the biggest Lusterinen stan in this fan base. <laughs> I, I will defend this man until I die. Like, Well, he's very good defensively. That's hard to argue against. And, I mean... It's not just the stats that say so. Any sensible person can watch a game and see him pull how many defensive moves per game? I mean, he's, what, first or second on the team in takeaways still? Like, all I'm seeing he's is... Neck and neck with Barkov. All I'm seeing is we traded a high... I mean, a second-round prospect and a second-rounder for a, long, a Ryan Lomberg who can kind of score a little bit more. And that's the other thing about Sam Bennett. He was a fourth overall pick. In the Eckblad draft. And yes, in the Eckblad draft. And GMs really love their high picks, even after they've already kind of shown that they're draft busts. Brett Connolly. Brett Connolly. <laughs> Eric Branson. But like, uh, let me actually look at Sam Bennett. Yeah, Sam Bennett is league average size. He's 6'1", he's 200 pounds. That's roughly league average. It varies every so often. uh, Because obviously the league changes, but it changes very slowly. And roughly 6'1", and roughly 200 pounds has been average for quite some time. The only good thing about him playing wing, because 
we pray that he's not pushing Lusterina out of the lineup. But if he's playing wing, then at least he seems decent in the faceoff. So if our center gets tossed, we at least still have a chance at re- maintaining possession. Because as it is right now, if Barkov or Achari gets tossed or Wenberg, we lose the puck. We are not getting that puck off that draw. Ah, uh, Wenberg doesn't win very many faceoffs either. Well, he he got he got better recently, but um. He did get better recently. I don't know if it was playing all those games against Columbus that kind of sparked him, but um, probably. But I would like to, since we're revisiting draft, I would like to read out some of the guys who got picked in the first round after Sam Bennett. Oh is this, no! Is this not an off-season thing? I'm why just, do you Why do you have to hurt me further? William Nylander. Oh, here sure. we go. Jakob Vrana. Dylan Larkin. David Pasternak. Anthony D'Angelo. <laughs> well, let's not <laughs> say that we didn't. Um, but yeah, like... I don't Jared know. McCann. Jared How McCann. did you miss Jared McCann? I would much rather have Jared McCann than Sam him. Bennett, but I was trying to limit myself. Uh, <laughs> but like, just because the Flames made a bad draft choice, that doesn't mean that Sam Bennett should ever have actually be, been picked with the fourth overall pick. Just because scouting was not very good at things like uh, relative weighting of league difficulty, it doesn't mean that we need to still say, yeah, wow, this is a former fourth overall pick. It's just dumb. He Let it go. Some cost. He is the reason I am skeptical about large people and juniors. He was large in juniors, and now he's not. And some people get used to being bigger than everyone else in juniors. But then all the other kids grow up, and they're bigger than you or the same size as you, and they don't learn how to adjust. No one in Calgary taught him how to adjust. That's the issue with him. If he learned how to adjust, he could have been worth the fourth overall pick. I'm going to say this is on development of how not to develop a larger player in juniors. I'm I'm going to agree with you tentatively, but I'm also going to say I do think even at the time, Sam Bennett was perceived as one of those safer like high picks where you can swing for the fences and go for that high-risk, high-reward guy. This was like a more medium risk, medium reward. Well, the medium risk didn't pan out, neither did the medium reward, as it turns out. Just another note in that 2014 draft, number 55 overall, new Panthers defenseman, Brandon Montour. (laughs) Please don't remind me. (laughs) I hate the 2014 draft. Except Eckblood, he can stay. So we do have one more thing. To discuss. Oh, no. Oh, dear. It, it just wasn't a trade. Okay, what is it? It's Gusev. Oh. Oh, yeah. One by one. I mean, a million dollars to see what he does the rest of the year. Not a big gamble. Look. Yeah, that's low risk and potentially pretty high reward, so whatever. He can't miss any more wide open player. Claire has. <laughs> I, I think he might actually have 
at least as many goals as Duclair? I don't know. You're welcome to look that up. But, uh... Oh, fuck. Like I said, the only thing that bothers me is he's not as quick. He plays a lot better east-west than he does north-south. But, hey, for all we know, that's exactly what the team needs because they can go north-south, but then once they're into the zone, they're like, oh, shit, what do I do? Yeah, there's plenty of north-south guys on this team. I, I don't really see how... But what you're... The facts that you're completely, like, looking past, Dadnoff wasn't that fast. He fit fine on that line. Barkov isn't that fast himself. Barkov is deceptively fast. He, but he's not like Duclair fast. No, he's not going to... He what, what Barkov has is he doesn't have top-end speed, but he has incredible acceleration. He's like, so strong in his lower body that he gets up to his top speed quick. It's just his top speed isn't that fast. Gusev doesn't have to be fast. Let him be the trailer. Let him be the second, third guy in wind up for the shot like let Verhage and Barkov draw in all the defenders and Gusev just calmly streaks in with his shot like it he doesn't need to be fast to play on that line I, I think I think he can pot at least I think he can pot at least five to ten before the season ends at least five if not ten no there's only like 15 that's 15 well that's but I, I think he can get five at least yeah. I mean, look, if it's... I think he'll pass Duclair by the end of the year. <laughs> Thank you for interrupting me. I was just going to say, if it's one by one, then who cares about team fit or any of the rest of it? One by one, just try it and see. The Hinnestros is special. It's, it's try it and see. <laughs> if it doesn't work, you trade him to the Blackhawks and... Uh... <laughs> for Brad Borison. <laughs> <laughs> But no, so after you mean I you like, don't want Wukas Lawmark? I like Gusev. Uh, I liked the signing when he signed in Jersey. Uh, after we signed him, I went back and I watched every point he got last year with the Devils. I watched 30 minutes of Nikita Gusev highlights. Did he and sign in Jersey or was he traded there from Vegas? He was traded there from it was I think it was a trade and sign from Vegas, a sign and trade from Vegas, but yeah. And then he was originally Tampa. Tampa, Tampa sent him in the expansion draft. Yeah. But we all know we how just, we just love former Tampas. Yeah. I'm telling, we love former Lightning players. But he is a he's gonna get points on the power play. Our power play has been absolutely dry garbage bullshit. Yes dormant is being polite. Sit him in the left circle and let him just fire one-timers because he has a hell of a one-timer. If we're not going to let fucking Tippett do it, maybe we'll let Gusev do it because he's over the age of 26. <laughs> like I said, ultimately, we need to hype up team fit. It's a one-by-one. One. We'll see how it goes. I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised. They might be. I just think I don't like saying positive things because the Panthers always ruin them. <laughs> Look, I said they're going to go 0-3 this week, so I have to balance it out with positive. I, I think we've also spent enough time on this. <laughs> All right. We, yes, we need to get to more important trades like... Do we want to do like a winners and losers of the deadline type thing? Because I can tell you a winner, and it's Colorado. 
Colorado could have done nothing and still won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they they had two needs. They needed depth defense and a depth. They needed a backup goalie. I so. don't think they needed depth defense to be honest. No, they they just needed a backup goalie and they went and got a backup goalie and that's it. That's all they really needed and it's fine. They did fine and they're going to be terrifying to play against for several years. <laughs> Okay, I will say one thing in the defense. I'm going back a, a, two trades. Uh, <laughs> going back to the Montour trade real quick. Why? Why are you going to make me think about this again? I just think, I know it sucks, but, like, he kind of was the only option. Yeah. At don't this point, say, yeah. Don't say Ricola. GMs aren't that smart. I absolutely am saying. Well, if Victor Matei got claimed, why couldn't you so Ricola? Yusa Rikula is a good defenseman who is just not trusted by his coaches. He is the anti-Jack Johnson. And I... Rikula! What a, what a blown opportunity, man. It really is a blown opportunity. How did that clear waivers? I just don't understand. Sammy Botnan didn't. I know. How did Sammy Botnan <laughs> get claimed and Yusa Rikula did not? Like, what... What did he do? Why is he so hated? I was going to make a he coughed on someone joke. Oh, no. Okay, so anyway, next next big tree. <laughs> but no, look at all the other defensemen that got traded at the deadline. It was David Savard. It was... Uh... I would rather have had Kulikov for the same price. Yeah, cool. In fact, Kulikov was slightly cheaper of the condition on the pick. Well, they wanted someone who has offensive potential. <laughs> Air quotes. You know what's crazy? Dmitry Kulikov is 30 years old. Yeah. I thought he was way older than that. <laughs> no, and he really found his stride with the Devils this year. Yeah, he, last year as well. Yeah, he, he, be, he really became the team dad there to those young defensemen. He, I, he miss, I miss him, man. I... I didn't at the time. I kind of do now because we have Montour and <laughs> Honestly, another winner in this draft? It's Detroit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, but that's Iserman. Like, it's to be expected. I would be shocked if they didn't win this draft round. Draft round? What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Trade deadline. I'm just so distressed from thinking about Brandon Montour. So Ricola. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got a haul for Anthony Mantha. Yeah, let's let's talk about that big trade. First. Let's like, like we could skip trades. Like, uh, I don't even want to look for one right now. We could skip <laughs> some trades. But yeah, Mantha yeah. going to the Capitals for Richard Ponick, Jakob Vrana, a 2021 first and a 2022 second. Honestly, do you know what I would love to see done with this trade? If they traded Mantha because he didn't really fit their, you know, their rebuilding deadline, I would love to see them flip Vrana next year. I think they probably will. Vrana's only a year younger. I know. I would love to see them flip Vrana for another similar return and just get more picks. Because they're going to be very, very soon. 
Rana is low-key one of the best goal scorers currently in the league. Oh yeah, I think this was I think this was a dumb trade for Washington. I think Washington will be okay with it in the end because Anthony Mantha he's had a bad season. He's been dealing with it, that sort of thing. He is the best player in the trade for now. Yes, but I don't think he's that much better than Rana that you give no. up that He's not but it's, that much better than Rana. It's the but... Ponic contract that they included yes. that made it so lopsided because they had to have him eat, they had to have them eat cap to get him. And it just makes it so much more lopsided than it realistically should be. I would be interested. I think they'll flip Ponic is he signed? He's signed for another year after this. Yeah, like two um, almost three mil, I think. Yeah, I think they'll flip him, retain half salary, maybe. Deadline rental Ponic at, at half of his current contract, that would be pretty good pickup for just about anyone. I think they could get a fair amount of assets just out of Ponic. Yeah, but yeah, I think they definitely flip. Then again, I, I, have, I have to tell you another winner from Deadline, and I have to say his name just because it's way too fun to not say it, but Yarmo Kekalainen and Columbus. <laughs> getting a fir- getting two first round picks, a third rounder and a fourth rounder for Felino and David Savard. Not bad. I feel like it's less about Columbus being good and more about like the team that that they traded with just not being good. It made up it made up for the questionable Pierre-Luc Dubois for Line A and Roslovic trade. I I can't think of another trade in recent history that was a loss for both sides. <laughs> that one. Hey, Line A scored tonight, all right? And it was coast twice. to coast. He scored twice. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't even see the second one. None of that matters if he's playing for <laughs> Tortorella. Like, he can score 10 goals. But if he's on ice for one goal against, oh no, he's going to get benched. <laughs> Watch out. Did the Hurricanes need to trade Hayden Flurry? I mean, the, he was a wealth of riches for them at that point. But they. Tra- I think they just did it for like. They did it for his sake, I think. I, I guess. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Well. Here's the thing. I think Fleury's been an underachieving defenseman for a little while. And I think they have enough defensemen that are better than that. He's going to get a lot more ice time in Anaheim. Yeah. So they trade a defenseman for a defenseman? Well, it's a plus for Fleury. Uh, and it's an expansion draft consideration, I think, as well. Because this way they don't have to worry about, oh, we're going to lose him for nothing in the expansion draft. that's pretty much it I think that's why they traded him because he was underachieving they didn't really want him they figured they might lose him in the expansion draft and they figured hey why not get something for him now that's all it is that's what that trade is do we want to talk about big time (laughs) well you mean the Eric Branson trade (laughs) (laughs) kind of big (laughs) no there's a uh, joke going around that the Sharks traded for uh, Magnus Krona, which I guess that translates to big time. Oh, yeah. I was looking at that. That's a great name. Latin-ish. Close enough. Yeah, so... It is a great name. Yeah, big time. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tampa traded him to the Sharks for Frederick. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how if you're Tampa, you don't just hang on to him for his name. I know, but honestly, Frederick Cleason was not a bad pickup for like. He's been a little underrated. Like he's not great, but he's good enough third pairing guy. They need a goalie, and they didn't get a goalie. They don't need a goalie because they have Andre Vasilevsky. And yeah, Vasilevsky's just going to get ridden into the ground in the playoffs. That's all it is. It, what happens if he gets hurt? Then they lose. <laughs> I was watching uh, TSN for coverage, and they were like, oh, number 25 on the trade bait board. Chris Drieger, Tampa should really be in on this guy. That was after. It, and it was after. Tuesday. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, it was already after they said he's our starter. <laughs> Love to be TSN to pay attention to things that are going on in hockey of the Leafs. Just kidding. Um, they couldn't be bothered. Come on now. Okay, so now we'll talk about the other big time. Why the fuck did Nashville trade for Gabranson? <laughs> I don't know. Why did they pay some guy and the seventh round pick for Gabranson? Like, you were really going to take on that fucking contract and that fucking guy for what? Like, I don't, I don't think Nashville knows what it's doing anymore. At least it's the last year of his contract, and I'm guessing they assume to be without Roman Yossi for a while. I thought he was back. Yeah, he's already back. Unless Is he? he oh. <laughs> well, then I don't fucking know. He's been back. He was back the last time we did a podcast. That was two weeks ago. Shit. Well, then it makes even less sense. I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't understand. Like, unless they specifically wanted him to expose in the expansion draft, but I. But he's just a UFA anyway, and they're take him. Yeah, but they they still have to have you yeah. have to have X number of people to meet the exposure requirements in the first place. I guess. But I just I feel like they have enough defensemen already to meet the exposure requirements. So I mean, I they had. Really don't know. They had Borvieski, they had Spiza, they have... I'm pretty sure Alexander Carrier would have been eligible. Yeah, I mean, Benning. I mean, granted, the, granted, all those guys are on IR right now, but... Well, they would still count for uh, exposure purposes. Yeah. Well, Carrier probably not because of his uh, ELC. I don't know... Uh whether he would even qualify. But yeah, they certainly seem to have enough guys to expose. I really don't. Poyle is going a little bit uh, a little bit out of his mind. That's, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to see that. There is the, the Seattle expansion draft uh, estimator or whatever you call it. Let's see. Where is Nashville? Oh. They need a lot of things, but the Nashville Predators have been in a relationship with the same GM their whole life. It's the, this, their high school sweetheart, and they just can't let go, even though he's just bumming around. He plays video games all day. He doesn't do any of the chores. He trades for Erica Branson. Okay, so yeah. If, you, if they protected Ekholm, Ryan Ellis, and Roman Yossi, because they have to protect Yossi, then they still have Borietsky and Benning that meet exposure requirements. Yeah, I, I really don't know what they were doing. <laughs> so it, it doesn't make any sense. 
Like, what is what is the point of that? They were like, oh, well, we were trying to get a different defenseman, and and we just couldn't. We were going for Eric Gustafson, and we said Eric instead. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, he was just late because he was too busy playing video games. He was Fortnite dancing when he should have been <laughs> trading. Maybe David Boyle just had some wax stuck in his ear and thought he heard Guffs of Sin. <laughs> and they went with Gabranson anyway. I don't know. I have no idea. That's confusing to me. That That's probably the most bizarre trade of the day. Is it? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I don't think I want to know. What do you guys think the most bizarre trade of the day? Uh, we're just choosing trades from today now. Just you. today? Yeah, we're not we're not going with any other. Just the deadline day trades. What's what's the weirdest one? I mean, technically, Taylor Hall was today. I was saying, do we count stuff from last night that bled over today? I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I elbowed it off the table. I phone how, goes splat. How are you like this? How do you constantly <laughs> drop your phone? <laughs> I feel like your phone has spent more time on the floor than in any other location. I think that the Anthony Mantha trade was kind of head-scratching just for what they gave up for him. I think it makes sense for both sides. I think it won, but I think it makes sense for both sides. Washington wants a player that they can trust more to to be good now. Also, I don't know what... uh, what position? Yeah, Brown is a winger and Manth is a center. So if they think, well, we want a center. I thought Mantha plays wing. He's a center. I thought Larkin's the center and Mantha's the wing. I think Mantha was playing on Larkin's wing, but also is the center, like a like a, a dry sidle kind of kind of deal. I don't know. I might be wrong. I don't really pay that much attention to the red wing. No one does. I'll look it up now. Um I hate <laughs> to say it that they had a good trade deadline. I almost said draft because of you. <laughs> but I think the least did good. I don't. Really? Really. Why? What did the Leafs trade for, really? Because Nick I- Felino. Nick Felino. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't hate Nick Felino. If you have Nick Felino in a reduced role, like he's not playing the first line center like he is in Columbus, he's a fine asset. But is he an asset that you really need to trade a first round pick for? Look, the Tampa need to trade a first round pick for Barclay Goodrow. Tampa was a Did far Tampa more... need to trade a Barclay Goodrow? Tampa was a far more complete team than fucking Maple Leafs are right now. This is the best shot the Maple Leafs have at a top four in the playoffs. They can easily get through the North. This is their time to load up. The North is so bad. This is their time to load up. So this is, it doesn't matter if they're a complete team. This is their best shot right now. I don't like their defense and I don't like their goaltending. And I think that there are teams in the North who can still match up against that fairly okay-ishly. Granted, I think most of the North took this opportunity to get worse somehow, so I, I guess viewed through that lens, yeah, good, good work. You only got a little worse instead of a lot worse, but like... 
Well, NHL has. And you're also forgetting well, so. that they update. Yes. I like Dave Riddick. I also like Dave Riddick, but like, that's your tandem, Jack Campbell, Dave Riddick. Now, look, Anderson got hurt. What can they do? They got a great replacement for it. Not arguing, but like, it's just not enough. For me. Look, replacing Riddick, uh, replacing Anderson with Riddick is a hell of a lot of a better move than replacing Ekblad with Montour. I'm not arguing that. Uh, but, like, if you compare other teams' trade deadlines to the Panthers, then obviously they're all going to look like one, because the Panthers lost pretty fucking hard. But, like, I, I don't hate... I don't hate the Leafs' move. I hate a lot of moves. I think this is the season they need to load up. Seriously. Can we just, can we just stash Sam Bennett on the taxi squad until playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 bud. Don't worry. Don't worry about coming in and playing any games. We're, we're locked for playoffs. We're fine. We'll, we'll give you a ring come playoff time. Just stay in shape. Like, right now, Toronto is set to play Montreal in the first round. They can easily trounce Montreal. Well, yes, Montreal is one of those teams that I mentioned who got a lot worse. And that's not just because they waived Victor Mateo. That's <laughs> a lot of it. And then what? Edmonton or Winnipeg? Oh, Edmonton. Yeah. Stop Connor McDavid and you win. And Drysidle. I well, who yes Neil Pionk is going to carry Winnipeg to the glory land. <laughs> no, Connor Hellebuck is going to carry Winnipeg to the. Yes. Uh, no, Connor Hellebuck can only do so much. Connor Hellebuck is heating up right now, which is pretty close to just the right time. Connor Hellebuck is but one man, one sad madman who has to deal with that defense in front of him. You know what Winnipeg did at the trade deadline? They Nothing. didn't get, like, an amazing uh, defenseman, but they did go out and slightly shore up their defense they by got picking up Jordy, Jordy Ben. Yeah, Jordy Ben. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> they didn't get worse, which because, puts them above Because Vancouver team. is the team that yeah. I look at and say, I need one of those defensemen. Yeah, you go to the worst defensive team in the North and say, I want one of them. That's like <laughs> what we did. We saw Montreal struggling with... Ottawa exists. Ottawa still has a better defensive core than Vancouver. I, I put some respect on the name Artem Zub. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Hot Sam, but uh... I don't even have to get into Hot Sam because Artem Zub is a treasure. <laughs> Winnipeg didn't get worse. Most of the other teams in the North got worse. They didn't get worse. They stayed stagnant. Jordy Ben does not move any needle. He moves it a fraction of a percent. I know. <laughs> it's better than 0%. It's like 0.01% plus. The Leafs did not get worse at the deadline. I think they did. They, no, they didn't. I think they did. How? Well, as I said for a start, Nick Foligno is not helpful. If you want a Nick Foligno, you already have one. His name is Jason Spezza. They just want him to shut down. He's a shutdown role. He's a jeep. 
if you want one of them, I, I know some some people are going to be a little bit, uh, this is a hot take, but at this point in his career, John Tavares. Yikes. I mean, yeah, it is a little bit yikes with his contract the way it is, but yeah, he's not he's not the scorer that he used to be. I think when you're Toronto and you have Matthews and Marner and Nylander, you don't need Felino to be a scorer. I think in this reduced role, he's going to be what they need. I think you could have stopped at you don't need Felino. If you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, you don't need Nick Felino. You have Jason Spezza. You have Wayne Simmons. Christ, you've got Joe Thornton. How many old men do you need on your forward court? Nick Felino's not that old. No, he's not that old. He plays like he is. Actually, he might be like 35. <laughs> he's, he's in that region. I think he's like 32, 34. He might five, be 33, but I don't know why I'm 35. The early to mid Nick Felino is 33. Oh. There we are. Yeah. I, we'll see. We'll wait and see. But I, I think mean, Riddick makes them better. This was. Dubis's last shot at saving his job pre-deadline. I don't think that he's on the hot seat in any way. Um, but look, here's the thing about Riddick. And I hate when people reference like off-ice stuff. But. And I'm going to say these two words. Goalie controversy. What goalie controversy? All this question, oh, are we going to resign Frederick Anderson? No. They said they're going to. No. Dubas quoted said he was going to. Show me the quotes. <laughs> How far back do you want me to scroll on Twitter? This was like six hours ago. <laughs> Find it. <laughs> I promise you I saw this quote. I do not think they hold on to Anderson. I don't either, but he said he was going to. Look, and didn't they? Didn't the Habs say they're not going to trade P.K. Subban? Well, yes, but that's don't that's care. The French don't care. Look, did you say that's the French? <laughs> I, I did say that's the French. Are you... <laughs> but no, um, goalies are very sensitive uh, to mind games more than more than some of the other guys can be, and I just think. There's a lot of question marks in goal. We don't really know what Dave Riddick is because guess what? The Flames never really played him. We don't know what Jack Campbell is because, yeah, he's won a bunch of games in a row, but, like, it's the Leafs. I think he lost tonight. I think he was the goalie tonight. I think you're probably right. But, like, honestly, he could just be a flash in the pan. See, also Cam Ward. But Cam Ward... Got a cup. He did get a cup. That's all that matters. <laughs> but there was a lot, uh, a lot of other stuff that happened for. for Shout Detroit. outs, uh, real quick to Detroit for doing us a solid. Which oh, solids? they beat Hur- They beat the Hurricanes yes, today. Yep. I, I still, it doesn't matter. We're not getting first in the division. But even throughout this losing streak, we're staying close, and that's all that matters. Like, all I want them to learn in the next 15 games 
is learn how to get by without Ekblad. That's it. That's all you need to do. You don't need to fucking win the division. You don't need to win the President's Trophy. Just get to the playoffs healthy and learn how to adjust without Ekblad. I'm going to be a contrarian here. As always. You can't get by without Ekblad. No, I'm not saying you're going to, oh yeah, this is great, haha. I'm just saying you need to find a way to mitigate as much as you can. That's fair. I'm not saying, oh yeah, it's okay, we lost our 1D, we'll be fine. Obviously you weren't saying that, but like... Eckblad, come back, I miss you. Yeah, I think we all do. (laughs) Because, I mean, I think even with Eckblad here, we still go after Montour, to be honest. You saying that made me feel physically so I hope you're happy. <laughs> well, there are no other major trades to talk about. Not a lot of huge moves made at this deadline because, you know, COVID year and GMs struggling with the expansion draft. They have a lot to think about going forward. So... Yeah, these, I think, I mean, this was the slowest trade deadline. I'm glad that I slept through it. (laughs) I almost slept through it. Where's the tweet? I woke up, saw Sam Bennett, and I was like, all right, back to bed. (laughs) Financial GMs thought that a flat cap, the Canadian border, the expansion draft, and other factors might limit trade deadline activity. They were right. There were 17 trades. An eight-year low involving 26 players, a 20-year low. Last year, there were 32 trades for 50 players. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, like, lock down big trades, and there's not really any. Although I do like the Soderbergh trade for the Avalanche. I feel like that's a trade that just doesn't move the needle whatsoever. It's insurance. If a center goes down, he's on the taxi squad. He's not playing. Yes. If if they lose a center, he's a good center to slot in. I like Soderbergh. If you want to talk about things not moving, Soderbergh does not move the needle. He's fine. He moves it a fraction of a percent. (laughs) He absolutely does not. He is as much use as Jordy Ben. Also, something we didn't mention, if we want to talk about some early controversy with Sam Bennett, Man reportedly is coming in and he wants to wear number 93. I. Okay. I'm just going to say that that's the Panthers website just doing that and he hasn't picked a number yet. But is that what he wears in Calgary? It's what he wears in Calgary. I think they're. They just haven't got his number for him and they're just using the Calgary one. I don't think we're going to. No. Yeah. We'll probably see him come in and take like 92. Oh, God. Like 39, because it's the opposite. Yeah. That's what they always do. Is 93 the year here? No, he's too young to be born in 93. That's why everyone on Team Canada at this point wears either 91 or 19, because they're all that old. (laughs) Sam Bennett was born in 96. So maybe he'll wear 96. Does somebody already wear 96? I can't keep track anymore. No, no one wears 96, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. 
Although, I think Gusev will wear 97. If we just have a bunch of players with numbers in the 90s, no absolute reason, I'm going to be annoyed about it. I'm going to go through every team in the offseason and see like how many like numbers I can consecutively connect on the teams and see who gets <laughs> the furthest. Just from one to whenever? Just whatever streak I can get going. Like we have. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, oh, fucking. We don't have a. Someone wear 73. 70. Then we'd have at 70. Walmart at 71. Bobrovsky at 72. We need a 73. And then we get Owen Tippett at 74. Did Redeem Verbato wear 73? <laughs> Please don't make me remember that name. <laughs> and no, he wore 71. I, I couldn't remember which 70 whatever he was. He had a hat trick, you know. <laughs> Wasn't that his only goals of the season? No, I think he scored like eight-ish maybe the whole year, and three of them were in the one game. I don't, I don't know. Don't forget Owen Tippett scored his first I, I, goal He did score that his game. first goal. I don't really want to think about Vrata much beyond that, but uh, there we are. Oh, yes. We have to remember the unsung heroes. So Nolachari's before Nolachari. Oh God. The Redeem Verbatas, the Colton Seaviors. <laughs> I can't think of any other depth guys who've gotten hat tricks for us. Didn't Seavier score two yesterday? What? I think he did. He scored two goals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Seavers not too long ago. Yes. Why like... did we pick him up instead of picking up Sam, Sam fucking Bennett <laughs> with Bill Zito? That he just loves these fucking sloppy fucking fits at this point. So if we get a 75 and a 76, we can connect Owen Tippett to Stop. Frank Petrino, And then for some reason, Brad Morrison is wearing 70. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Brad Morrison will be the savior. <laughs> he will take us to the promise. Christ. I know it's old news now, but I'm kind of sad to see Borg, but he kind of became useless. He was damaged goods. Well, fellas, this is why we don't draft out of the NCAA. Looking at you, Spencer Knight. <laughs> <laughs> well, goalies are nothing. Goalies out of the NCAA tend to be okay-ish, but like... How dare you disrespect... Brady Keeper. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jimmy VC. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy VC won the Hobie Baker Award. Great. God. Like, but I'm trying to think all of the actually good NHL players who came through the NCAA. I have Jack Eichel. I have Johnny Gaudreau. I, I guess maybe Mike Matheson. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a steep decline. <laughs> well, it was because I can't think of any more. I'm sure there's got to be somebody. Uh, Ke Kevin Hayes. Uh, yeah. He's fine. He's overpaid, but he's fine. There were some good guys on those. Uh... What was that, BC? I'm losing it. I'm losing it entirely. That was BC. There's some good guys on those BC teams. Cam Talbot. She said the goalies were fine. Colton Pareko. I forgot Colton Pareko did some NCAA. He's actually good. Uh, let's see what else we got. 
we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> Rob Blake, apparently. Okay. We're, we're no, we're going off the wagon now. Oh, we've been off the way. We're Panthers fans. <laughs> well, all right. anyway, looking so ahead. With all, with all these acquisitions, who gets pushed out of the lineup? It has to be Marchman or Lomberg. Or both, right? I would say Lomberg, for sure. It's Owen Tippett. And we know it's Tippett, yeah. How long is he going to be in dog? Forever. Why? <laughs> you said it yourself. He's under twenty-six. That's that's it. Chris Kunitz. Crazy. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I forget Alex Kalor. He went to Harvard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Incredible. Gustav Nyquist. Jonathan Quick. Well, yeah, like I said, goalies. Kale McCarr. Goalies tend to be pretty. Okay, good. Kale McCarr. Solid. Like, I, I obviously make that exception for goalies, but... Ron Hainsey. Like, the fact that we can pull out a few names from the NCAA and go, yeah, these, these guys are all right. Eh, that's kind of proving case in point. Like, the exceptions that prove the rule generally. Wow, University, uh, it's University of Michigan, they do produce a lot of talent, though. Like, it's certain schools in the NCAA that are actually... Yeah, Minnesota, BC, BC, Harvard, I guess. UMass, I think. Yeah, UMass is pretty good. They just won oh, the okay. Frozen Four, I believe. Yes, they did. Yes, uh... they did. I know stuff. I've been keeping up with Project. <laughs> Minnesota a little bit, and uh, UND somewhat. But, like, it's just a few. There's not a lot of NCAA programs that produce a lot of good talent. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. It, I don't see Marchment staying in the lineup, right? He's on. Uh, I mean, not. he didn't do anything to be demoted from the first line yet, so who knows? Okay, but Q did say that Goose is going to get a very favorable opportunity. I think Marchman will stay in the lineup, at least in, like, a third-line role or something. But, okay. There's something I have been worried about. I'm assuming we keep weaker Forsling together. I see no reason to break it up. I would hope so. It's Q. Please stop with the reason. There's no reason. He just decides things, and then he does them. The reason is for losers, apparently. Anyway, my reasoning is... <laughs> Hugh wakes up from a beautiful dream and goes, Yes, I am going to play Mason Marchman on the top line. That is what I am going to do today. I'm going to preset a lineup for people in the shootout, and one of them is going to be Vincent Hinestrosa. That is what we are going to do tonight. Did he go in the shootout? I, I don't think so, but okay. I was just reaching for the most ridiculous possible. <laughs> I still feel like Gudis would be more ridiculous than... No, I feel like Gudis would have a potential of scoring, <laughs> even if just by terrifying the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> 
at this point, Duclair might be more of a stretch. <laughs> anyway, but it's Q. Please don't. Yeah, this is a very much wait and just see what the fuck happens. Uh, yeah, but I don't... Okay, I'm going to say the word again. That's a, I don't see any reason to separate <laughs> Yeah, you're right. We don't. <laughs> I know, but I still don't see a reason. They were so good. And he went, no, let's just break this up because why do we need good third pairings? But they're back together now. I know, but like... What's but the they've been the second pairing a bit, and I don't like that. Keep them as a third pairing. They've been doing good. Why, why mess with it? If it's broke, don't fix it. That's what they say. I don't mind it as the second pairing. Quality of competition isn't that different for a second pairing versus a third pairing. So now we're... Montour's going in the top four. Correct. Again, please stop making me feel disgusted. <laughs> Wait and see. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll circle back next podcast when he's played a game or two, and I will continue to be disgusted. I don't have to be able to see the future to know that this is a disgusting trade, which will have disgusting repercussions. I am not a fan. Who the fuck are we pairing with him? Who the fuck is on the left side there? Anton Strowman. He's a right. He can play on the left. Can he? Can he play on the right? Can he play at all? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. His own brain is too heavy for him to skate across the ice. He does have a very large cranium. <laughs> Drain some of the juice out of there. Pop it like a pimple. Do something to put Go- some pep in that step. Gudis and fucking Montour. It's... Montour is going to play on the left. That's what we're going to do here. I can only assume it's Nudavara, and I don't like it. Oh, I hate Nudavara's play. I hate it so much. It is just not good. I don't think he's going to trust Kierstad enough yet. Mm, no, he probably will. I, I maybe... He's kind of in love with Kierstad so far, and I really don't know why. Like, he's been fine, but... I don't think he's been any better or worse than Brady Keeper's been, and Hugh hates him. I... Well. <laughs> well. I, I don't get it. I don't get it either, but, you know. Is the 7D experiment done now? No. Now that we've nope. got some forward depth that they wanted, and no. like... Nudavara, Strawman. We're going to play eight defensemen. Nudavara, Strawman's <laughs> the fourth pair. <laughs> <laughs> Brady Keeper's allowed to play, but only if he'll play forward. I hate everything, man. I hate everything. <laughs> no, you know what? We're going nine. Nine defense. Nine, nine. I actually find that really believable, which is three. Sad. Three lines, three, well, four defense and an extra defense. Three forward lines. Let's do it. I'll play all the defensemen we have. Three forward lines, four defense pairs, and one rover who just kind of wanders about going, somebody please love me. Hopefully the rover Strawman. <laughs> Actually, honestly, hopefully the rover Nudavara. I hate Nudavara more than Strawman. And I shit on I think I've done nothing but shit on Strawman since we've done this podcast. At least Strawman has the mechanics. Yeah, at least he knows where he's supposed to be. He just can't get there. <laughs> I'm telling you, he should just take off his helmet and try and like guide the arena lights to blind someone <laughs> on the other team and <laughs> a player more often. 
Well, if his helmet comes off, he has to go directly to the bench, because as you might recall, that was a relatively recent change back in uh, two off-seasons ago, I believe. I thought it was last year. I could be wrong. Well, that's what I mean. Oh. Not this past off-season, but the off-season before, oh, which sure. would be last year's order. Time. Magnus Chrono. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where this lineup's going. We have such a logjam. How many worse defensemen were acquired than Brandon Montour? Because I think the answer might be one. Is it Erica Branson? It is Erica Branson. <laughs> <laughs> but like genuinely, that's that's a question. Uh, again, Jordy think... Ben went in this trade deadline. Jordy Ben is probably better than Brandon Montour. No. Yes. No. Yes. I think you would be surprised. Like, I'm not saying that Jordy Ben is incredible, amazing, but he is a reasonably solid third-pair defenseman. Eric Gustafson. Brandon Montour should not be in the league. Eric Gustafson. I guess is better than Brandon Montour. No, he's not. <laughs> what is this making? What positions is this stance making me take? But you know what? His contract is better than Brandon Montour. That is true. But at least it's only until the end of the year. It's a rental. It's a rental. He's not meant to be here past Ekblad being healthy. Montour is better than Braden Cope. But Bennett is. Yeah, okay. Montour is better than Braden Cope. That is fair. So we've got two now. I do like Mike Riley. Good Branson. Mike Riley is fine, yeah. Mike Riley was gone already, though. Well, yes. Is Siegenthaler a defense? Siegenthaler is a defenseman. I just love the name Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler is, is a not very good. Yeah. But Montour is also not very good. Which one of them is less not very good? Look, one, one of them was stuck good? in for most of his development time. That's not an excuse. Yes, it, it, you're stuck at Buffalo for your most critical development years in the NHL. How old is Brandon Montour right now? Right now he is 20, I think he just turned 26. His most critical development years are already behind him. And he spent them in Buffalo. He spent them in one and a half years in Anaheim. He's 27. Critical NHL development years. He's 27. He's 27? He's 27. Okay. But again, he spent the he, <laughs> That's right. That's right. He just turned 27 yesterday. Look, by the time almost any player is 24, he is what he is. It is very rare that we see a player become something different other than via aging curve after 24. Defensemen age go later. I disagree with you. Defensemen get called up to the NHL later. Their development curves are still the same as forward developers. It no. just so happens that GMs are fine wasting more of their primes. Good defensemen age like fine wine. It they get better with age. Just look at Strawman. Look. <laughs> Duncan Keith. He scored today. Duncan Keith is still fine. Yes, he is still fine. Duncan Keith only got better with age for a long time. Look at Chara. Look at Chara and tell me he didn't get better after the age. I think, again, it's difficult to separate, in certain cases, a defenseman and the strength of that defenseman the strength of the team around him 
we are only very recently coming to understand uh, how to, how do I put it, how to sort of individualize what we consider to be defensive impacts. So can I answer you about Chara? No, because I also wasn't watching the NHL. I only know a 40 plus Chara, basically. <laughs> can I answer your question about Duncan Keith? No, I can't. But I can tell you, most defensemen, just like most forwards, hit their prime between 24 and 26. After 26, they start declining, and by 35, they mostly hit the wall. It's true for forwards, it's true for defensemen. It's true for goalies. But do we see any 22-year-old goalies in the NHL to kind of get them in the NHL before they hit their prime? No, we don't. Yes, we do. Carter Hart. Carter, Carter Hart. Hart doesn't count. <laughs> you can't <laughs> your goalposts. Look, if one team out of 31 is doing it, it's the exception that proves the rule. But just because GMs and coaches are too stupid to play young guys and get them that experience before they're already at their prime, that doesn't mean that defensemen get better at an older age than forwards. They, they just only get their opportunity forwards. That's all it is. I still think good defensemen age like fine. Look, statistically speaking, please look into age coverage. I promise you, nobody will tell you different than I am telling you. <laughs> and you are going to bat hard for Brandon Montour. <laughs> I hate Brandon Montour. I'm not going to hate him more now. <laughs> but he is the devil incarnate. <laughs> I am not. And that we will all burn for watching him play. <laughs> I'm not going to bat for him. I'm just saying, let's just give it a chance. We, like, he's here. There's nothing we can do about it. I mean, we can't play worse than already losing three games. We're a lock for the playoffs. Just the rest of the season doesn't matter. Fuck it. Well, that's also true. But <laughs> there is something that we can do about it, and that's complain. And I will exercise my <laughs> constitutional right to complain about the Panthers <laughs> as much as possible. Jo- Joe, I think we need a new co-host. I think I need to start <laughs> doing some interviews, some research on. We don't have to tell her. I promise. Look, if you love Brandon Montour, <laughs> <laughs> then what are we even doing here? I'm just saying. Let's just see how it looks. And we'll give it a three-game sample size, and we'll talk about it from there. And I'm just saying, I'm still going to hate it. But look at the shiny goose head we got. The goose is loose, Sarah. Please stop talking. The goose is I really, it is just making me not care at all. <laughs> the goose. You just keep saying... Gusev, and it's like when you say a word over and over again, and it just doesn't sound like a real word to you anymore, and you just stop caring about that word. I, I don't care anymore. He exists. Great, fine, whatever. Which at least we don't have to see. Uh, <laughs> at least we don't have to see Sam Bennett against the Lightning. Please stop not, saying. Not, not yet, anyway. <laughs> We can't say Montour, we can't say Sam Bennett, we can't say Gusev. What can we say? Pain. Finish is gone. <laughs> Brad Morrison, we'll say Brad Morrison. 
stop bringing up Innistrosa. <laughs> we can say Dennis Mulgan. I don't want to think about Dennis Mulgan. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Does that make them better? Yes, actually, it probably does. He's going to join them soon, apparently. Weird. He's finishing up in uh, Switzerland. Let's keep bringing up these names. I'm going to bring a name. And what name is that? Well, you see. Is he... it, it Yusuf Regal? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> an ex-Panther. Okay. He's also an ex-Red Wing. Panthers decided to buy him at some point. Is it Jakob Kindle? It's Jakob Kindle. No. I'm going to say Jakob Kindle until you guys cry. Was Dylan McIlrath a Red Wing? I think he became a Red Wing afterwards. After. I believe we got him off Rangers. the Rangers. Yeah. I know we got him from the Rangers. No, the Rangers drafted him. Yeah, he went to the Red Wings. I thought you were going to say uh, Thomas Vanek. From the Red Wings? Yeah, we also got him from the Red Wings. I thought we got him from the Wild, but he went to the Wild after. No, before. Where? He's been so many places. Yeah, he went to the Wild before the Red Wings. And then us. And then Vancouver. And then Columbus. And then back to the Red Wings. He's out of the league now, right? I I think so, yeah. I mean, it's Vanek for all we know. Who's been on more teams, Vanek or Yager? Uh, Yager, probably. I don't know. Maybe it's a tie. If Let's any see. fans want to start the traveling Vanek's. <laughs> Let's see. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams for Vanek. And for Yager, we've got one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got nine teams for Yager. Someone sign Vanek to a (laughs) one-day contract. Anyway, I think we've gotten very off track here. (laughs) But it's fun. This was less of a podcast, more of a late-night rant. That's what podcasts are. But we got Nikita Aren't all Kitchen. podcasts just ah! late night rants? Jakob Kindle. <laughs> Boston, Chicago. Do you want me to just save you with a prospect of the week? Sure. By all means, we might as well wrap this up. It's getting a little bit much. Who is the prospect of the week? Magnus Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Big time, baby. <laughs> No, um, I don't know. Uh, I thought about Mammon because they just went, they're going to the finals of the Gagarin Cup for the, I want to say second year in a row, but is it the second year? Because last year got canceled, so it never happened, but they went the previous year, so it's technically th- two years in a row, but they're not in a row. But Don't, don't think so hard. <laughs> just... <laughs> um, he's third on the team in points. In playoffs, uh, eleven point sixteen games. It's all fine and dandy. Uh, I could have gone Lindell. He's back in action. He hasn't done anything yet, but he's recovered from COVID apparently, and he's back in action. Don't care about any of that. I'm going biased as fuck. Kolyachinok has come to America. <laughs> That's it. That's the tweet. Neat. I'm happy. 
He's recovered from. They didn't. I don't even think they told us his injury. Lower body was that no what it was? upper. Oh, this was the upper body injury. Okay. I. It could have been a broken elbow. It could have been a broken clavicle. He was gone since early February, I think. Brutal. Broke something. Oh well, yeah, that sounds like about eight weeks. That's usually a break. Yeah. So he's back. He's played, I think, last time I checked, it was only one game with Syracuse, but it could could have been more now. Maybe um, he joins for the playoffs. I I would love it. I really wish they would at least put him on the taxi squad so he can learn Gudis because he plays that physical style, and I want him to learn to be physical. Yeah, he still only has one game in the AHL. That would explain the broken collarbone. <laughs> yeah. Well, but... <laughs> weird board battle and it was a kind of it was a really bad boarding play and nothing got called on it because khl refs aren't any better than nhl refs. who'd have thought yeah who'd have thunk Such it a surprise. but yeah i'm really excited for him i think the future of our defense is bright i think once we see keith yendel age out of his contract once we see gudis age out of his we'll see koliachinok we'll see uh ludwig we'll see I don't know if we'll ever see Gildan. For the future to be bright, Hugh would have to agree to play young guys. I'm hmm. not sure if that will happen. See. Look, all you have to do is give him no other choice. Strowman's getting bought out next year. He has to, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not sure about that. Ultimately, I don't think the Panthers are that hard up against the Cavs desperately need to buy <laughs> I dropped my phone again <laughs> I don't think the Panthers are that hard up against the cap that they desperately need to buy out Strawman. no we do have cap space but we could also I mean we can probably just make a trade and be like hey can you please have this cap space <laughs> I'm sure one of the non-16 teams on his Docket will. I don't know. I think he's a smart fella. He's got a lot of brains in his head. (laughs) But uh, I would hope between him and his agent, I think they probably speculate where we'll never be able to afford him and make that his uh, his yes, you can trade me their list. (laughs) Boston check. (laughs) Tampa check. Strawman's got the quick maths. He probably already has all this planned out. He can see the future. There's no way he... But if he could see the future, he'd maybe he'd get into the right spots on the... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I, that's it for this one. We're going to wrap this one up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm being looked at intently. <laughs> you say? Oh, no. Is it no. Jakub Kindle? No, actually, it's Eric Branson. No! <laughs> alright, alright. No, that, that's... Yeah, so we're going to wrap this one up. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at CatsNStats C-A-T-S-N-S-T-A-T-S I can spell, I promise. Uh, we'll be tweeting out when the latest episodes come out there. We'll probably be tweeting Joe's late night recaps he keeps doing so because I forget and he does it in the middle of the night while I'm still sleeping. Hey, I scheduled once, one time, for the tweet to be sent at 10am. I did it once, and then mm-hmm. never again. 
you'd think you want it tweeted at a more prime time. What's more prime than 10 a.m., man? People get their coffee. They want something to read. Yes, and so uh, any closing thoughts from anyone? Just don't go 0-3, please. <laughs> Look, I said 3-0 that one time, and they didn't do it, so I'm going do it. They won't do it. <laughs> no, just to spite you. Don't tempt fate. So with that, we'll see you guys next week, and let's go Nikita Gusev. Hey, <laughs> I won't even mention the other two.